Welcome to the Silver Screen and Roll post-game podcast. Not that big a game that we just covered. Uh, the, the Jacob and I are going to talk about Jacob Rude. You are drinking a Bud Light. I would have hoped that given the situation, you would have drank something maybe a little bit better. That's all gone. I already <laughs> drank all that stuff. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. I know these. I know this order. Uh, the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, are NBA champions. What a fucking sentence. How about that, man? How oh about my. that? I want to I want to start there. I want to start there, Jacob. I want to ask you for you as a fan of this team of this organization who has been covering this just about maybe a little bit longer than I have. Uh I just want to ask you like what this means to you personally. God, this was this team, this year, this season like I I had texted a friend. I didn't really say it anywhere. I had texted a friend maybe it was months ago. Time's just a construct with how COVID's just <laughs> ruined everything at this point. I don't know exactly when, but I said this kind of feels like a team of destiny type of situation. And uh man, these these playoffs were so much they were fun in hindsight, they were stressful at times. I was nervous as hell tonight. Um, but about midway through the second quarter, I realized we had actually finally played like it was game six of the NBA finals. And that was just a long celebration. That was so much fun. Such a, I know, I know other teams are going to hate it when we say this, that was a long path from <laughs> 2010 to, to here. I know other teams have been, have went longer, I don't really give a damn because it was long for me and um, God, it feels good to be back here. Well, so there's a couple things at play there. On one hand, you say like what is long for the Lakers is minute for other organizations, but like, that's what makes the Lakers, the Lakers, Mm -hmm. you know, the expectation, the expectation isn't just making the playoffs. It isn't mediocrity. It's greatness. The expectation is like success. And the only definition of success is hanging a banner up alongside Taylor Swift's in, in, in Staples Center. <laughs> but the other thing too is that like like who is it for who is it for any other organization or any fan of another team to to tell any fan of a different team how long it's been or how long it hasn't been to celebrate stuff like this. Like even if even if it's you know, all right. If it's if it's back to back, maybe don't talk about how long it's been since you won a championship. <laughs> but but those years where you didn't you you don't win a championship, let alone those years where not winning a championship meant meant tanking, and then seeing those players that you tanked for not work out, or seeing those players that you tanked for get shipped off to clear out shitty contracts from the prior regime. Like I, I I've gone out of my way, quite frankly, to ignore the noise from everybody else telling Lakers fans to shut the bleep up. Right. Like it. And, and, and to be fair, most people have been very nice sending their shout out saying like, Hey, congratulations for winning. 
congratulations, enjoy this, all that good stuff. You know, most people on Twitter are decent people, at least that I follow. But but I just think for 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 those who are celebrating tonight and feel like this has been a long time coming, it has. It has, not just in terms of like a decade coming, but also in terms of the decade that the Lakers took to get here was was it many times so dark that it didn't feel like this was ever going to happen. And for Lakers fans, they have never felt that before. That has never been a thought. Hey, when's the next time we're even going to be competitive? Hell, they landed LeBron James and didn't even make the playoffs. So you're thinking, what's it actually going to take? You acquire (laughs) Anthony Davis and you're like, did they give up too much? And, and, and I think, you know, there, there, there are situations where that conversation can be held, but I think what that conversation has a lot to do with is that like, did they give up too much because the Lakers need all the help they can possibly get to win a championship like this. And here we are celebrating, celebrating ring number 17. The regardless of whatever other franchise may have went through, we still sat and watched a Mike D'Antoni team where Jody Meeks was the best player. <laughs> we still watched a Byron Scott team where Jordan Clarkson was the best player, a rookie Jordan Clarkson. Like there was still like a 17 win get minutes over Ronnie Price. Yeah. Hell, you you started the podcast and that was what we were debating at the time. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson versus Ronnie Price. So yeah, don't tell me that we haven't suffered because I remember yelling about Ronnie Price or I remember for some reason it always sticks in my head. There was a, I I can't remember what year, but there was a game where um, the Lakers were needed to tank because they needed to tank for like four years straight. (laughs) And uh, there was like a game in Orlando where they were winning at halftime and it was like the middle of the season. And for whatever reason, that was like the breaking point for Lakers Twitter. And there was like full on meltdowns and fights about um, this game in Orlando where I think Vucevic hit like a fadeaway game winner on us or something. Mm-hmm. And like those games still happen. That Honestly, I was thinking a lot of those moments during the second half because we ran the heat out of the gym and I could just celebrate the whole second half. Um just thinking of those moments because those are I started covering the team kind of full circle. I started covering the team. My first stories were about the Dwight mayor and like well, his let's, free agency. Let's talk about that. I want to talk about that. So my interactions with you started. So I, I was writing at Rand sports and I left Rand sports mm-hmm. and I had asked Lakers nation and I had asked even silver screen and roll. Hey, y'all hiring? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and both those guys said, who the hell are you? <laughs> so fan-sided, I go to fan-sided and, I, and, and they had this like new hire practice thing where it's like you could start all the way. I had to start all the way over from, it wasn't that, oh, that far over because Rant Sports was such a shitty company. But so I went, I went from Rant Sports to fan-sided and you were running uh, the, the Lakers side at that time yeah it was like you and alex right yeah and uh so i get i you know they they bring me on and i write a couple articles and i told you i remember at that time i was like i want to rate 
every single free agent the Lakers could sign because and I, I remember so... thinking you were crazy. <laughs> like, if you want to talk about LaMarcus Aldridge that much, like, go for it, bud. I was, I was so bored. I was so hungry. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to write about every single free agent. I think I got like 13 in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so I, I wind up working with you for about a month. And, 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 and you wind up taking off. I think you and Alex winds up taking off. I wind up taking over and it was brutal in that time. So to go, like just talking about like from there, cause you have now held a full-time writing job. I now currently hold a full-time podcasting job. I had, you know, we, we just like, this is, this is my favorite aspect of this beyond the fact that the Lakers have obviously won a championship, but how far, how far Lakers, hashtag Lakers Twitter has come to where you see like Grant is working at ESPN. Uh, Rye is now helping uh, with the editorial content at the athletic. Uh, you, like I said, have, have, have run, have, have written full time. Harrison is now seen as like, one of the more respected people in, in this entire corner, uh, the, the progress that Pete has made where he's probably going to get a freaking ring from all God, of this. That's so uh, awesome. I didn't even think of that. Uh, Darius is, is the, the blog father and, and where he's at and, and even Lakers outsiders, which you and I like spent time at as, as like a side project has made all of the progress that it has made and, it wasn't even and, Lakers outsiders when it started. It was Team Tank, right? It, it started as Team, and, and and you know, I myself have turned you know, kind of Team Tank into this locked on Lakers thing that I have been able to to buy a house with, and 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 to have it all culminate culminate at the same time that that the Lakers themselves arrive at this point organizationally, it just feels it feels that much more special. It just feels because personal success should be shared. Like the, the, the best way that you can enjoy success is to share it with other people and to watch so many people share it the way that, that, that they have uh, has, has been just, just, just truly unbelievable to watch. Yeah. It's been so much fun watching kind of comparing where we all were. I don't even know if I was on Twitter in 2010 when they won, but comparing how far we've all come to, I mean, the way the Lakers won tonight was awesome because it allowed us basically a second half where we could reminisce on all this because, God, that second quarter tonight was some of the best basketball I've seen this team or hardly any team play in the finals. Um, It allowed us to reminisce and what a special team, what a special night. Just, man, this this is – I don't know how these – how this team ranks compared with other Lakers title teams that I've watched, but this one has a special place just from what they've had to go through, what everyone's had to go through in this. I mean, the season's lasted for like 15 months at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about that. I want to try to contextualize where this, where this championship sits.
So we, we left off talking about, you know, the longest season in the history of the NBA and, and, and there are a lot of jackasses out there who were talking about asterisk stuff uh, with, with this, with this team and with this championship. I don't even want to go there because I don't want to give those people plug, but I do want to talk about, you know, as a, as a Laker fan and as somebody who has watched multiple championships here and as somebody who has kind of helped document this, this insane NBA season and quite frankly, calendar year, I want to, I want to know, you know, where does this rank for you in terms of just all-time championships that you've most enjoyed? So the tweet that I saw a bunch after the game tonight was when the Lakers tweeted after their preseason game against the Warriors where they looked unreal, where the consider this a warning tweet. That was October 5th of 2019. It is October 12th of 2020. It just, it just turned October 12th as we record this. Um, I can't even – it's hard to even, like, put into words this season. Like, what Vogel said after the game, I know he said it before, but this team has a Ph.D. in adversity. Like, there, there's been so much about this team. There's going to be books written about this team and, like – just everything they've had to go through for the last uh, calendar year plus, like the last 12 to 14 months. Um, I don't know. In the moment, there's always so much recency bias. I absolutely loved watching this team because it was such a different team than what we'd seen because they did most of their work defensively. Mm -hmm. Like this was an elite defensive team when they turned it on. Um, And that isn't, necessarily what any of the other title teams that we've watched have been they've been i mean not that they've been bad defensively but that's not where they kind of made their name so um this team was so much fun too because you never knew who was going to bring it that night and like tonight it was rondo out of nowhere like well i guess i shouldn't say out of nowhere because he's been doing this for most of the playoffs um (laughs) yeah it was KCP. It was guys like that. Um, Danny Green even played well. Like I enjoyed that factor because it really could be anybody stepping up alongside LeBron and AD. Um, and honestly, I don't know that I've seen somebody as special defensively as AD has been this season. Like the play that kind of um, tells how good he is defensively. I thought was when I mean this happened a couple times but tonight specifically Tyler Healer Tyler Hero drove down the lane and I I can't remember it was in the second half probably the third quarter and AD kind of showed and then moved back to go to Bam and just the threat of him potentially jumping Tyler Hero shot like an eight foot shot six oh, feet yeah. like it wasn't even yeah. close it was a floater that landed way short and I'm like that happened all series. The Heat were terrified of getting their shot blocked at the rim by him. And you don't see that in the NBA anymore. And um, I thought tonight was one of the best, as a team, certainly one of the best defensive performances they've had. And AD just showed out this whole uh, finals defensively. He was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, the, the one of the things that I just did lock on to me and one of the things they asked was like, hey, who should, uh, you know, who should win finals MVP here? And I just don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. At the end of the day, I didn't give it to you. I give it to whoever. They were so... I would Give it to Rondo for all I care. Frank Vogel could win that shit for all I care. I don't care. I don't... I don't... Like, I, I just... Like, Twitter has been trying to find new conversations to piss Lakers Twitter off. And and I just don't care. Like, this this moment matters so much because... Fuck, I don't want to get emotional. I can earnestly say I don't think LeBron or AD either cared about the award, which is a testament to them as well. Like, they spoke a fair amount about it. Um, They mentioned it a couple times. I don't know that it necessarily mattered to them, at least publicly. Um, They were both absolutely incredible. Um, LeBron was offensively a genius these finals and then our defensively ad was unbelievable throughout so i'm going to try to get through this but uh you know obviously kobe is a is a big factor in you know the lakers try to win the mama jerseys and and obviously fell short in in game five I have a few friends working either in or on the peripheries of 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 the NBA or the 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 Lakers organization and when Kobe passed away obviously we were all crushed I I can specifically remember I woke up I was I was about to hop in the shower and uh I got a notification um uh, saying that this thing was going on and I was like, <laughs> no way. Yeah. No, no way. And then, um, man. And then, uh, so you, you go through that. We go through that entire day. And you come to find out. I remember the news cycle on that one. It was like, all right, so Kobe, Kobe is probably dead, was, was the assumption. So it's just a matter of like how many of his daughters were mm-hmm. or how much of his family, what percentage of his family was dead. And then you come to find out that actually Kobe and Vanessa never wanted to be on the helicopter at the same time, just in case that happened because they wanted one parent to be around just in case something awful happened. So I was like, all right, so how many of his daughters? Remember the only time I broke down during that entire day, was when it was reported that all of his daughters had passed away with him on the flight. That was the only time I sat on my couch and I literally prayed to God. I said, God, please, no, please, for the love of God, no. And so to go from that, to go from that and then the loss of Gigi to, all right, we got to resume basketball at some point. So they resume basketball and the goddamn pandemic breaks out, right? Yeah. You go through all of that. You go through you go through now the 210 
thousand Americans who have now passed away because of this thing. And you re you 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 know they they say all right we're gonna start up this this uh, bubble that we're we're gonna launch this bubble we're gonna try out playing basketball in Orlando, and there was actual like I was actually terrified because well shit everything else in 2020 wasn't going very well, so why should I have any high hopes for for this bubble? So they they launched this bubble, and um, the Lakers don't look very good at the beginning of it. And so you go through all of that stuff and then to now arrive at this point and it's, it's taking everything within me to not just run outside naked and scream <laughs> to the high heavens because fuck yeah, the Lakers won this championship, this championship, winning it all, climbing to the top of the mountaintop in this year of all years when there were grief counselors Walking the hallways of, of of Lakers HQ when when Rob Palenka, GM of the Lakers, was AWOL for days because his goddaughter passed away and because he lost his best friend. When Jeannie Buss couldn't form full sentences for like multiple days because the person that she considered a brother, a sibling, was not around anymore to go through all of that and then to come out on the other side of this thing and, and to be able to celebrate tonight and the way that we can all celebrate tonight is just, Jacob, I don't think we're going to find a more special championship than this, period. Yeah. Uh, when the final horn rang, uh, I, was, I was crying, thinking of everything that you just articulated. Um, of all the years, like obviously you want to win it, win the title every year. Uh, I really, really, really wanted to win it this season. Um, I was nervous as hell coming into tonight because I wanted to win the title so bad. Um, if you haven't seen Rob Palinka's post game interview, uh, his presser. He had a, or he he ended it basically talking about Kobe. Um, he's been around this team obviously <clears throat> mentally for since since the tragedy. Um, at times, I was frustrated. Um, a lot of times with how much the media brought it up, um, but he was there. Everybody talked about it afterwards. That's what makes this season so special, man. Like, they overcame so much. Um, to have that happen now 10 months ago almost, um, it, I mean, just that alone. It's wild to think 10 months ago that happened and we're still finishing out this season. inside. Of, they finished it out inside a bubble where there weren't fans. Um it's a testament to how, by the way, huge row win for, for game five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I made that joke a couple times whenever the Lakers <laughs> lost it. said, it's always hard to win on the road in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, to come back from all that. I, you mentioned earlier, people have talked about an asterisk 
on this title. Go fuck yourselves. A hundred percent. Any any asterisk you put on this title should not have any sort of negative connotation. Yeah. Because this, I think, is one of the hardest titles ever. The Lakers spent, they said the date, it's almost, it's just a little bit over three months exactly in this bubble, just shy of a hundred days in a hotel room. Like the mental, <laughs> I'm watching on Sports Center. Uh, I have it on in the background, and JaVale just ran up to AD during a Sports Center interview shirtless. Um, shout out to every Laker that was shirtless for their post game interview. J.R. Smith's. Um, I'm shirtless right now. Yeah, exactly. I thought about <laughs> doing this podcast shirtless. Um, the the I the mental different than Alex. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, uh, but yeah, the mental strength this team has showed all season is what's made them special. They, I, it's just amazed me how much they've been able to bounce back from. And um, yeah, any there's no asterisk on this title. If there is, it's because, I mean, honestly, this is one of the most unique and toughest titles that have ever been given in nba history um sports history professional sports history period 100 percent. it's it's a special season that i know every laker fan is going to cherish in some way i know i'm going to cherish it um what an incredible year what an incredible team so many so many players i'm so happy to see win titles on this team like just what a what a season what a franchise, what a team. Just so much fun. Yep. All right, we're going to uh we're going to end this thing here so that that the uh hosts for the rest of the week have something to talk about. But this uh like Jacob just said is just this is just a special one. So if you're listening right now, go out, celebrate. If you're in your cubicle right now listening or if you're working from home right now, Celebrate the shit, man, because as we learned over the last decade, this stuff doesn't happen all the time. This is not the expectation. So celebrate this thing. Do so safely. And then somebody else is going to be around to talk to you guys tomorrow. Fuck yeah, Lake. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yes, sir.